Hello, and welcome to The Trumpet, the official podcast of Elephant Room Productions. As usual, I am your host, Robert Jean Pelleccio. We're very excited to be releasing our second play in our ongoing series, The Fifth Vital Sign, an evening of plays on the opioid crisis. Throughout 2019, we will be presenting these audio plays concerning the opioid crisis on The Trumpet, leading up to October, when these plays will be presented as live performances to support National Substance Abuse Prevention Month and Red Ribbon Week. And now, to introduce this piece, here is playwright Robbie Justice. Hello, my name is Robbie Justice. I am the writer of The Monster That Comes at Night, the story of a teenage boy telling his sister a story in an effort to help her cope and understand their abusive environment, and the fictional story that they create uh, that slowly begins to converge with their story. At the start of the piece, it is night, somewhere in the magical hills of West Virginia. Screaming and glass breaking can be heard off Start with me. Lights open on a young girl's bedroom stage right. Mixed assortments of nerdy posters and pop culture items sit around the room. A lamp sits on a makeshift bedside table. Eleanor, a young girl, enters. Eleanor runs through her bedroom and closes the door behind her. She's holding her arm in pain. The sounds of the fighting and screaming become muffled as the door closes. She hops into her bed and under her blankets. After a few moments, her brother, Johnny, shuffles in, closing the door behind him. Eleanor peeks out from the blankets at him. He walks towards her. Hey, hey, it's okay, it's just me. You all right? Let me see. Can you move it? You'll be all right. If you can move it, it isn't broken. Gonna be an awesome bruise though. Here. Keep it like this, it'll hurt less. She shouldn't have pushed me. She didn't mean to. Felt like she meant to. Yeah, well. I hate her. No, you don't. And she hates me. She doesn't. It's getting late, you need to go to sleep. No, don't turn off the light. You want me to leave it on? I'm not tired. It's getting late. 15 minutes. Please? Fine, 15 minutes. What can you do in 15 minutes? Wanna play storyteller? Storyteller. Mm-hmm. You tell the story, and I'll tell you suggestions. So, you're an editor. What's our story about? A monster. A monster. The monster that comes at night. Okay. Let me think. I got it. I got it. The Monster That Comes at Night by Johnny... And Eleanor. By Johnny and Eleanor Jones. Esquire. Where'd you pick that up? Don't know. TV? Johnny and Eleanor Jones, Esquire. Once upon a time... Lame. What? All your stories start with, once upon a time. Okay. There once Same was... thing. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Ooh, I like that one. Good. Wait, have you not seen Star Wars? No. How have you not seen it yet? I don't know, just haven't. How have I let this happen? You're always with your friends. I have failed you as a brother. Well, that's changing. Starting tomorrow, you, me, that gallon of mint chocolate chip ice cream in the freezer, and eight Star Wars movies. Deal? Green or white? Green. 
Deal. Now, storyteller, you only have 15 minutes. Ah, yes. Way back when, before time was recorded in a distant land, there was a princess. I bet she's pretty. And with the beautiful princess lived her parents, the king and queen, and her brother, the most famed knight in all the kingdom, and his name was... Demon Blade! You want the knight's name to be Demon Blade? That's his last name. His first name is Tim. Tim... Demon Blade. Okay. The renowned knight, Tim Demon Blade, the brother and sworn protector of his lovely sister, the princess... Lady Demon Blade. Together, they were a happy family with a happy dog. Peanut. Of course, a happy dog named Peanut. Together, the Demon Blade family ruled over the magical kingdom of... Tom! Tom? That's not really a kingdom name. The kingdom is called Tom. What do you know about naming kingdoms? What do you know about not giving everything a name that starts with T? Okay. Whatever you say, Your Majesty. Thank you. They were a happy kingdom and a happy family. But one day, the princess's father, the king, became very ill. A plague had swept their kingdom. Stupid, bad, deadly disease-itis. Yes, the worst case of stupid, bad, deadly disease-itis the world had ever seen. The king knew he would not make it, so he laid in his deathbed getting weaker and weaker. The queen became his only comfort, and it was on his last day that he called his children into his chambers. He looked at them and said, Children, <gasps> curse this stupid, bad, deadly disease-itis. I love you. I love you all so much. My son, my handsome, beautiful son, take my sword, Demon Slayer. Protect our family. My daughter, my princess, oh, how perfect you are. Take my necklace, the cross of hustle, loyalty, and respect. With this cross around your neck, you will never need to be afraid. My wife, my beautiful queen, stay strong. Do not rely on your potions too heavily. They will not bring me back. But if you need me, I will always be with you. Though I fall victim to this awful, deadly, stupid disease-itis. Stupid, bad, deadly disease-itis. It is as a poet once wrote. I'll be right here. Before I go, I must warn you all. There's a darkness headed for our kingdom. A terrible darkness. You must not let it take you, the monster that comes at night. Beware! The monster. Uh, uh, I'm dead. So dead. Goodbye. Dead forever. Goodbye, cruel world. Excelsior! Uh. <laughs> Stop. Be serious. It's just starting to get good. I'm sorry. Well, it wasn't long before the darkness would begin to rear its ugly head upon the kingdom. The queen tried her best, but she could not heed her husband's warning, for you see, the Demon Blade family had secrets. They had always been purveyors of potions. Wait. What? What's purveyors mean? Like someone who buys or sells a lot of something, so they bought a lot of potions. Oh. Okay. The Demon Blade family used all kinds of potions. The king had used a potion to keep his hair from turning gray. The knight used a potion to keep himself from getting too sad. The princess had a potion for... Asthma? A potion for asthma. But the queen, she used potions the most. She used potions to keep her from being sad, from being too tired, from staying awake too long. And she had only started using the potions more when the king died. That's sad. It is sad. 
but she never stopped loving the princess in the night, and so they maintained a weak but orderly rule over the kingdom of Tom. But one day, the queen drank too much of a certain potion and fell down the stairs of the castle. The knight and the princess ran to her aid, but they were too late. The damage had been done. That's when the potion master started showing up. The potion master. The oldest, meanest, ugliest man in the world. The potion master. He started coming around after the accident, giving extra potions to the queen to keep her pain away. He even stuck around the kingdom in the king's absence. He had only one goal. Absolute power. But these potions he gave them, they crippled the queen and turned her into something else. Something so fierce it scared the potion master. By day, she would be the loving queen. But by night, she became the monster. Huge, fierce, and scary. The summation of everything they had ever been afraid of rolled into one hulking beast. Every evening, the knight and the princess would have to fight this monster, but they could not kill it because killing the monster meant killing the queen. One day, while the princess and the knight were hiding from the monster, they realized something. The king had warned them. It was the potion master who was turning the queen into the monster. Exactly. He was using his potions to turn the queen. The knight had the fight. He thought if he could stop the evil potion master from supplying the queen with potions, he could rid the kingdom of Tom from the monster forever. So, late one evening, the knight wielded his sword Demon Slayer, and with a clash of fury and anger, he chased off the potion master into the night. Hooray! Hooray indeed. But the celebration was too soon. The monster needed the potions to stay alive, to continue its hold of the beloved queen. It would not let her go without a fight. And the next night, when the queen turned into the monster, it called and begged the potion master to come back. Whenever the knight and the princess were away, the potion master would sneak into the kingdom and supply the queen with potions. It did not matter how many times the knight stayed home to fight off the potion master. The monster always seemed to find a way to take over the queen's body. It was in his desperation that the knight turned to the princess for help. They came up with an elaborate plan to trap the potion master and corner him to take him out once and for all. So as the potion master arrived on his final day to deliver potions, the knight appeared behind him, screaming, Get out of Tom, you mother- That's when the princess came in. She came in and started karate chopping the potion master. The ancient skill of Demon Kwon Do. The king had taught it to her before he died and she karate chopped the potion master. So hard, he started spinning clockwise in an endless circle, and then the knight hit him with Demon Slayer so hard, he started spinning again counterclockwise. And the princess put the necklace the king gave her around her neck, and she turned into John Cena, and kicked the potion master in the balls so hard, he flew through space and into the moon and died. Wow. Victory! <laughs> but it wasn't victory. Was it? No, it wasn't. Not fully. The damage had been done. Forevermore, the kingdom was cursed for not listening to their king. Despite the potion master being gone, the queen remained in need of the potions, and the monster retained its power. By night, the queen was the monster, and by day, she was the queen. Every evening as the sun set, the knight and the princess had to fight the monster to save the queen. Sometimes they would win, sometimes the monster was pleasant and only slept, sometimes the monster didn't even show, and sometimes... they lost. But they will win in the end, right? Of course. The knight swore to protect the kingdom, and good always wins. Okay, kid. I think it's about time for you to go to bed. Good night, Johnny. I love you. I love you too.
sorry. Is she alright? She's fine. I didn't... I didn't mean to. She knows. I know. I'll make it up to you in the morning. A big breakfast for my knight and my princess. Sounds good, Ma. Get some sleep, okay? Thank you for listening to The Monster That Comes at Night, the second installment of our ongoing series, The Fifth Vital Sign. In this piece, the role of Johnny was played by Matt Wolfinger. The role of Eleanor was played by Natalie Walsh. The role of the Queen was played by Leslie Berkowitz-Zack. Edited and produced by Robert Jean Pelleccio. For more information about the series, the other plays, and Elephant Room Productions in general, please visit our Facebook, or visit us at www.elephantroomproductions.com.